Welcome to our new micro podcast series, where authors answer four questions provided by the Journal of Neurophysiology's Editor-in-Chief, Professor Nino Ramirez. Hi, I'm Jamie Jones, your host, and I hope you enjoy this new series. Sit back, relax, and take a listen. Hello, my name is Todd Silverstein, and I am Emeritus Professor of Chemistry and Biochemistry at Willamette University in Salem, Oregon in the United States. And I'm here to discuss my recent Journal of Neurophysiology paper entitled Lee's Transmembrane Electrostatically Localized Proton Model Does Not Offer a Better Understanding of Neuronal Transmembrane Potentials. So I was motivated to draft my manuscript when I read James Lee's 2020 paper in the Journal of Neurophysiology in which he applied his transmembrane electrostatically localized proton, or TELP hypothesis, to neuronal transmembrane potentials. Lee's TELP model essentially treats the biological membrane as a simple capacitor, positing that the transmembrane potential holds excess protons, and only protons, in the water layer at the membrane's positive surface and excess hydroxide ions at the negative surface. Conversely, the sole source of the transmembrane potential is these excess protons and hydroxide ions at the two surfaces. I have already delineated the extensive weaknesses in Lee's previous applications of TELP to bioenergetic membranes in a 2022 paper in the Journal of Bioenergetics and Biomembranes entitled a critique of the capacitor-based TELP hypothesis. But last year when I wrote this JOBB paper, I was unaware that Professor Lee had also published a paper applying TELP to neuronal transmembrane potentials. And after reading his 2020 paper carefully, I realized that it contained some of the same errors that were present in his previous TELP papers, along with some new ones that are specific to neurophysiology. As these errors had made it past the reviewers and into the literature, I felt motivated to submit a manuscript to the Journal of Neurophysiology to help set the record straight. So in my 2023 Journal of Neurophysiology paper, I stipulate five problems with Lee's TELP hypothesis as applied to neurophysiology. First, TELP mispredicts the resting neuron's excess of external chloride anion. It mispredicts the dependence of the neuronal resting potential on external concentrations of sodium, potassium, and chloride ions. It presents a problematic characterization of the purpose of the myelin sheath. It predicts the preponderance of surface protons over sodium cations using the standard free energy difference, delta G zero, rather than delta G, the free energy difference under actual neuronal conditions. And finally, in his 2020 2020 JNP paper, Lee neither cites experimental results nor proposes experiments to test his hypothesis. In touting the importance of TELP as applied to neurons, Lee wrote, quote, The classic Goldman-Hodgkin-Katz equation is more of an empirical formula that might sometimes be used to predict action potential, but it does not describe the physical origin of neuron action potential. 
Thus, the main method that I used in my paper was just to compare the predictions of both TELP and the Goldman-Hodgkin-Katz equation to actual experimental measurements in neurons. In addition, I used standard thermodynamic calculations to compare delta G to delta G0, and also to show that the ion exchange equilibrium constants that were published by Lee cannot, in fact, be correct. Finally, my main goal in submitting my paper to JNP was to alert scientists to the flaws in Lee's TELP hypothesis. Lee has published quite a few papers now explaining his hypothesis and using it to interpret various biological transmembrane potentials. TELP is an interesting model, but many of its predictions contradict actual experimental measurements on biological membranes, as well as a number of basic laws of physics and thermodynamics. My hope for the future is that reviewers of manuscripts that employ TELP will take the model with a grain of salt and require experimental measurements on real biological membranes that supply the information necessary to either support or falsify the hypothesis. I hope that I have whetted your appetite for exploring the world of transmembrane potentials, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Journal of Neurophysiology and produced by me, Jamie Jones. If you would like to hear our latest episodes, please visit the Journal of Neurophysiology's homepage.